0: Alright everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cast Conversations. As always, I'm joined with the fantastic
1: Phil. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to do another episode of Cast Conversations. Uh, today, you want to you welcome our guest? Yeah, it's my job. <laughs> um, today we have the honor of being joined by Emily, who was a seater at Tiffin's and an attractions host at Under the Sea. Uh, Emily, would you like to tell us a little bit just a basic overview of your roles and kind of how you got interested in the program and things like that.
2: Yeah. So first off, Hey, I'm Emily, just another introduction and I am (laughs) my original program was spring 2019. So I came in January and I got cedar at Tiffin's and then for my, I extended and then I went to attractions for under the sea journey of the little mermaid. My main reason, like, I guess, like, my Disney journey started way back, like, in my childhood, and then as soon as I hit high school, I learned about the Disney college program, and since, like, my senior year of high school, I have planned when I'm going to do the Disney college program.
1: So, you've you've (laughs) known known for a while. I've
2: I've known for a while, yeah. I've known since, um, like I said, senior year of high school, and then my original plan for the Disney college program was that I was going to do it my sophomore year of college because I was ahead by a semester. And ended up getting NLI seed from that one, and that was the only that was my second time applying, and the only time that I got to the W to the WBI before the most recent one. And then I applied again my senior year, again got L I seed, and then started my master's program. And at the end of my master's program, I was like, "Let's try again one more time," <laughs> and applied and got in. And I was like, "All right, I guess this was when I was supposed to do it. Like this is my time." So that's kind of like a, the mini story of. Kind of my my dizzy journey.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. What what did you get your master's in?
2: So my master's was in. Oh, also I'm sorry. I think that's me texting, and I really apologize. My no, master's. Oh, you're totally
1: fine. I didn't hear anything.
2: Okay, perfect. My master's is in business administration, and so I have an undergraduate degree in communications. So my reasoning for the master's was that I already have the communication side of things. So let me try to get the more analytical business side of the whole. That's awesome. But yeah, you get know what
0: I mean. So going into your um, master's degree and doing the uh, application again, were you super nervous? Or were you pretty calm?
2: Um, at that point, I was like, well, it's now or never. Because, you know, I had like, what, six months after I graduated to apply again. But I was like, I'm not going to wait six months for Disney. And that sounds really bad because I probably would. But I also knew that I had like other adult responsibilities to do. Right. So right. I was somewhat nervous, but also like, like i was content i was like whatever, whatever happens i'm gonna be happy with the outcome because i had like i had opportunities where i was that i wanted to pursue and disney was just like kind of that extra thing that i was like if i get this then yay but also i wouldn't be like too upset over it
0: sure so when you did apply were you interested in any specific roles or were you like tailoring your wants towards a business degree um
2: so business isn't really exactly what i want to be in it's let me rephrase that. So the business side, but the analytical marketing side, I like, but I like the public relations communications, that kind of like interaction more. So when I was picking my roles, I really wasn't too picky because I knew that I could get guest interactions within any of the roles. I just had a couple that I knew I didn't want at all. I was like, no to watercraft, no to lifeguarding and no to custodial because I just knew I wasn't going to be like super happy in those roles. But all the other roles, all the other roles, I knew that I would, like, find something that I loved about all of them. So I didn't, I wasn't selective, but I wasn't, like, choose all of them.
1: Sure. Yeah. Right. So in your phone interview, when you're applying, what do you think uh, helped you the most when, when preparing for the phone interview?
2: So I actually didn't prepare that much for my phone interview. And I remember the most I did was watch a couple of YouTube videos. And I remember people having sheets of notes, just like, like,
0: that was me.
2: <laughs> just like, like stacks of note cards. And I was like, I cannot be that like I, I think better on my feet, for the most part. And so I was like, let me just have a general idea of what I want to say to these people and like my answers. And then from there, I kind of just let, I guess my personality kind of come out and improv skills I guess come out sure. and I answer these questions the best of my ability but the best thing that I could have done was like just remember to smile and take my time with my answers so there was some like empty like dead time not dead time but like silence during my conversation like during my phone interview because I was like oh, time mm-hmm. to like process my answer and how I wanted to say it but I think that kind of helped in the long run because I wasn't mumbling or like constantly saying um which I feel yeah, like I right. have like, this interview but one of my biggest pet peeves is when i hear people say um like 50 times in one sentence and i'll probably like i'll probably watch this back and be like oh i said um so many times but that's okay
0: yeah our
1: first our first few episodes i said um oh that's what phil yeah i was gonna say say. (laughs) yeah i i say like a lot and i doing this podcast has helped me notice that for sure and i've really been able to work on not Saying that as much, which one, is actually cool. One thing I do to like uh, fill space, so I'm like,
0: uh like as I'm like <laughs> thinking about something, and I just need to drop that so bad. Yeah. Cause that's it's not. better to have just dead dead silence than not another. <laughs> um yeah. Um <laughs> that,
2: but, that was yes. me for a really long time.
0: <laughs> so uh what are some tips you might have for someone that's <clears throat> maybe been um uh, uh, pushed away from the program or uh is nervous about getting into the Disney College program?
2: If you've been pushed away or like rejected or anything of that sort, keep trying. If you've never made it past the WBI, keep trying. Have someone look at your resume. I get asked all the time, what are keywords? What are recruiters looking for? And I like I can't answer that because I'm not a recruiter and I'm not the computer system. So you right. just have to mm-hmm. you have to keep trying. And I think a lot of people get discouraged because it may be their fifth or sixth time applying, but you never know until you keep doing it. So keep doing it, keep refining your resume. Keep refining what roles you're looking at. Don't feel like you have to put every single role on there to be accepted because that's not the case. I know plenty of people who have put every single role and haven't gotten accepted. So it's half a game of chance and half a game of just like making sure that your resume is your best representation of who you are and you're putting your best self out there for, that, for the recruiters and for the system to see.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. I've been kind of going through that with uh, applying for the, a professional internship,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's uh, like I've I've had or er, I had my resume that I used to. I got accepted with the Disney College Program, and I applied for some professional internships for this past summer, but didn't get any. And then I uh, I had some people look over my. Um resume again. and I was able to definitely enhance it more and mm-hmm. better prepare it for the roles. So that's definitely a huge thing. and and I've luckily gotten a phone interview with changing my resume up and stuff like that. So
2: congratulations. That's all awesome. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I'm, it's coming up this Thursday, so I'm a little nervous about Yeah, he it. Venmoed them $20 <laughs> for that interview, so
2: it's
1: uh, nothing too special. Um,
2: it, really, it really truly is all about wording sometimes, because despite like if, how we say yeah. there are no keywords, there are keywords that they're looking for. You just don't know what they are.
1: Right, yeah.
0: So I guess kind of going back to um, uh, the things you did at Disney, what are some fun things you did outside of Disney uh, that you would recommend to people?
2: I really can't recommend anything because I've lived so like I've been here since January and I've honestly just lived with inside the Disney bubble. It's been so bad. I've been meaning to get out of it, but I just like keep coming back to the Disney bubble. And my days off, I'm either at the park or at home. But I know a lot of people like Gatorland. I don't really know if I want to go to Gatorland, but I've seen a lot of people go to Gatorland.
0: So are you afraid of heights?
2: Um, yes and no. I'm okay with going up. I'm not okay with going down.
0: Okay, so what me and my roommates would do, we did it way more than I'd like to admit. We went to uh, the world's tallest swings, um, and so it's in downtown Orlando for I think six dollars for cast members. It's either six or twelve. You go up, uh like forty. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the That's, a, that's a big
1: difference, six to twelve dollars.
0: I think it's either, it's like twelve dollars your first time, six times six dollars for the second time, and you get discounted drinks if you're twenty one. Um, you go up and it's like those swings where you just, it spins you around and it's just so much fun because you can see so far away. You can see Disney, you can see uh, SeaWorld, you can see like everything. I really? highly recommend you it. you see the Empire State Building? You can see the Empire State wow. Building all the way to New York City. Is that um, over by the virus
2: Wheel? And the yes, slot? yeah.
0: It's right, right next to it. They
2: look, they look frightening.
0: It's phenomenal. I recommend Absolutely 11 out of 10. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Do uh, you find it? You haven't even looked it up yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember what
0: it's called? Uh, swings down downtown. Is there
1: anything else you are wanting to try to do, Emily?
2: Probably go to more of the national parks and the. I know that Florida or this area <laughs> kind of has a lot of natural springs, so kind of visit the natural the natural springs along with the national parks. I try to be a little bit more outdoorsy, but the mosquitoes don't agree with me, so. Tend to stay away from those, but I do want to. I want to go and appreciate the the natural beauty that is Florida.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay, so I looked it up. It's called the Orlando Star Flyer. So, if any of you guys listening, uh, wanna wanna go ride the best thing in Orlando? Go to the Star Flyer. So, but anyway,
1: the best thing in Orlando. That's a bold statement. <laughs> There's a
2: lot. A very of bold statement. In
0: Orlando.
1: Um. Okay. So, uh, kind of. Changing topics pretty pretty heavily.
0: Um, if you had the opportunity to be a character while you were in Disney, what character would you want to be?
2: Ooh, keeping with character integrity, the friend that I want to be with the most would probably be one of the fur characters because I think they're just so much fun. They're so expressive, and you can do so much. They just have so much character to. Well, that's like so funny. They have so much personality to them. So I think I'd want to be Chip and Dale are friends with chip and dale because they just get to cause the most like mischief and they're just little cute little chipmunks um as far as face goes i'd love to be friends with or moana, moana.
0: Yeah, yeah that'd be a lot of fun especially what you're saying about being friends with chip and dale they are just troublemakers
2: they really are and like meeting and greeting with them is the funniest thing ever and especially watching the interactions before you like with little children they're just yes. really amazing <laughs>
0: Um, I worked with Chip and Dale in um Hollywood Studios. I was photo past for them and every time the fireworks would go off for the Star Wars show, they'd blame it on each other. So I was like, <laughs> these two are just the worst. <laughs> um, they argued all the time. It was so funny.
1: Do you, Emily, see yourself in with the company like within five years, or you you want to move on to something else? Or what what are you thinking?
2: It kind of depends on where I am and like where in the company. That sounds like really hard. I would love to be at <laughs> the company for as long as possible, but mm-hmm. not within operations. I right like the operation side of things. I like being in the parks. I love the guest interactions I get while being in the parks, but I would love something more career related. So whether that be in their marketing department or advertising or communications or my like dream role would be their social media department like social media for them. That's where I would want to be in 5 years. If I'm still in the parks and there's no prospect there's no opportunity for me to kind of get into that corporate role, I think I would pursue options elsewhere but become an annual pass holder and still come back like every single year. So it just kind yeah. of depends.
0: No, definitely. That's that's yeah. a really good answer. Cool. Um so <clears throat> finally just like a last question for the general uh questions is what was your favorite thing about the college program so far
2: favorite thing has been the people and that's such a generic answer but i feel like the relationships i've built here are like none other uh i just there's disney just brings people together so easily and you find there's such an easy connection people can relate to each other so much through disney and i've just made so many good friends and like longtime friends that I didn't think that I would... I knew I would make, like, a couple, maybe, like, one or two, but I have this entire network of people that I know I just want to continue talking to for, like, the next 10, 20, however many years because we just have so much in common, and I feel like there's just an understanding among the like the Disney community.
0: For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, no, that's uh, not a generic answer at all. Yeah, that was a really good answer. Um, I can definitely relate to that. I know Phil, as well, mm-hmm. uh, made a lot of good friends, but Really quickly, uh, we'll just throw it to a break and then we'll come back with some cedar uh, questions and talk about attractions. But uh, enjoy the ad reads and we'll be back very soon. Hey, Phil, do you like Disney things? I mean, have you seen my room? Okay, you're right, you're right. Do you like an assortment of Disney gadgets, gizmos, who's its, what's its, and thingamabobs? Yeah, of course. Well, then you should head on over to Treasures Untold Thrift on Instagram. They have over 30 things on their website and on their page of different who's its, what's its, and. All things Disney.
1: I mean, sounds like the website for me, personally. It's the website
0: for you. Uh, their things are not expensive at all, uh, ranging from uh, a few dollars to $20. Um, their newest thing is a Winnie the Pooh cake pan that was uploaded on August 16th. So everything's new um, and fresh, and they're, they're helping to
1: keep things out of the landfill
0: by reusing for resale.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're constantly posting new things, so... And uh, you told me your favorite thing was the uh, the Sorcerer Mickey. Yeah, they got a Sorcerer Mickey coin bank on there. Do you have anything else you like on there? Um, yeah, I like the, uh, they have like a the storm, wait, what's her name? Uh, Captain I'm... Phasma. Yeah, yeah, Captain Phasma mug, which yep. I thought was pretty cool. They
0: also have a, um, oh, our guest Madison would like this. They have a Kermit uh, Mickey ear oh, type yeah, thing. So yeah, head on over there. Um, we're going to be doing a giveaway
1: with them, so keep a lookout for that. Uh, Thank you, guys. This second half of the episode is brought to you by Wicked Good. Uh, Thanks to Wicked Good for sponsoring our first giveaway and giving us some awesome fragrances to give out. They have a lot of different fragrances. A lot of them are Disney-inspired, but they have a lot of others as well. Uh, Some that we also mentioned, like Fresh Cut Grass. They have just about anything you could want. So make sure to use our 15% off discount code cast 15 and you'll be able to receive 15% off of any purchase and make sure to check them out guys. Uh, You can find their link in our description. Now we hope you enjoyed the rest of the episode. All right. Welcome back everyone. Thank you for listening to those wonderful ads. I know
0: Phil sounded just so great on those. Um, I try my best. I know you do. So uh, getting onto the, the Cedar questions. Ah, uh, could you explain to our listeners a little bit about what Tiffins is for those that don't know?
2: Yeah, so Tiffins is Animal Kingdom's signature dining restaurant. It is the only signature dining restaurant within Animal Kingdom. It's about three years old, if I'm not mistaken, and it just turned through this year, actually. And it is what we call Joe Rody's baby. And basically, the the Tiffins Tiffins was designed to kind of house the Imagineers' ideas. And concept designs for Animal Kingdom. It showcases their travels throughout Africa and Asia. Th- we have three galleries in there. Um, and each gallery kind of tells a different story, and it's so bad. And anyone who's from Tiffins is gonna hate me because I honestly don't remember the gallery names right now. But there's three of them. There's one, there's two next to each other, and then one on the other end of Nomad Lounge. One is based on the travels to Asia, one is based on the travels to Africa. And then one is the combination of the two cultures coming together, along with some conservation efforts um, showcased within the galleries. And the guests come in; they get to experience the different foods. Sometimes I like to feel that they're traveling the world through their through their food because we have a lot of Asian and Indian, Asian, African, Indian-inspired dishes. And it's not necessarily the dish it's the dish itself, but the ingredients put into the dish. So we have a lot of. What I would like to call like traditional dishes, like the surf and turf, but the spices used in the surf and turf kind of come from all over these places. And the servers are a lot better at explaining the dishes than I am. (laughs) But that's kind of like what I would say to our guests if they had questions about what what kind of food would be here. Is there anything good for picky eaters and stuff like that?
1: So kind of going off that, what is your favorite menu or what is your favorite menu item?
2: So let me. Think of the name of it again. Oh, the butter chicken. The butter chicken is an oh, Indian-inspired wow. dish. It's so good. It's one of the newer menu items. I think it replaced the chicken and waffle option they had a while ago. So hmm. butter chicken based on the traditional Indian dish. And when I described it, I said it was a deconstructed version. Because um, if you ever had butter chicken, it's actually like chicken submerged and not a stew. But that's what I'm looking for. But it's, it's oh. not not a soup that
1: a stew Yeah, I got you. That makes anyway, sense.
2: so it's it's usually submerged in that, but ours instead of it being submerged, it's just that chicken with a sauce drizzled on top of it. So it's a deconstructed yeah. version of a traditional Indian dish.
0: That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly. So, <laughs> what is actually your least favorite item?
2: The octopus.
0: Oh. Was our... it grilled? Or yeah.
2: Right. I'm not an I'm not an adventurous eater. I think it's I don't actually know what it is. I just know that it's octopus and I don't want to try it. I think it looks ugly. I like the <laughs> tentacles just looking at it. I can't do it. I know a lot of guests really like it. They say it tastes like chicken. I think they're crazy. But that was like <laughs> my, like the one menu item that I will probably never try on the Tiffin's menu is the octopus.
1: So I, I actually went to, I went to a fancy Italian restaurant in Chicago and I got, um, I had, I got a, pasta dish that had octopus in it and the noodles were called black ink noodles and i actually really enjoyed it but yeah i i kind of like to step out of my comfort zone when comfort zone when it comes to food so but it's it's very it was not appealing looking at all so i can imagine that it uh probably doesn't get ordered too often
2: you'd be surprised it's actually really? a really really popular menu item because we either get people who really like octopus or people who just want to try it
1: okay yeah, yeah. that makes so sense
2: it gets, it gets picked a lot. also i looked at the menu it's called charred octopus so
0: charred yeah. octopus mm-hmm. 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 um so you uh obviously i'm sure had uh const- <clears throat> constant interaction with guests how did you enjoy that
2: it was one of my favorite parts of the job when we talk about attractions later, if you ask me, like, what I like and don't like about attractions, it, that, that's the biggest difference to me is as a seater, I, get to, I got to interact with so many guests. I got to ask, I, we got to have, like, full-on conversations. I learned so much about their families. And that genuinely was my favorite part of any park job is the guest interaction.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty cool. Uh, did you ever possibly seat any celebrities at the restaurant?
2: I did not. I feel like my time at Tiffin's was the most, like the least celebrity fueled Tiffin's has ever been. I we had a couple of like international people come through who were kind of big. At one point, we had a prince come through. Oh wow. Never heard of him, like never heard of him in my entire life, but apparently he's a really big deal from where he's from. So that was interesting. Again, I never got to see them. What happens? Is that most of the time they'll be put in a gallery that's away from everyone else and they'll basically shut that gallery down and only two galleries will be operating. The craziest thing that ever happened is that the board members came down. So I had Bob Iger in the restaurant.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, I saw like his head bopping around and then they like went in the gallery and the door shut. And we weren't allowed to go anywhere near it but i think that was the coolest like, that was the coolest day
0: um yeah I, I that's that's awesome um so with that um have you ever had any guests like bad guest experience or is it generally pretty good
2: overall the guest experience there is pretty good we just like anywhere else there's going to be those there's going to be those bad moments and for the most part whenever that happens you're kind of told right off the back that you are a seater. You are not a coordinator and you're not a leader. You are not paid to be yelled at. Right. Like, if a guest comes up to you and it seems disgruntled or has a complaint or just needs to yell at somebody, they always said, call a coordinator or call a leader. Like you're, it is not your job to be yelled at. So yeah, whenever that's, we good. Did, that's good. Yeah.
0: That's good. They had your back.
2: Yeah. So whenever we did have guests that kind of were a little more disgruntled, we would immediately call a coordinator and just be like, Hey, Guests have some feedback. They're up here at the podium. And the coordinator would come out and they would handle the situation.
0: That's super That's nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we get off the food, uh, I have to bring something up. Have you heard of bongos? Oh, my God.
2: The animals?
0: No. Oh, <laughs> good relation to the animal kingdom. But, um, no, the the restaurant in downtown or at Disney Springs?
2: <clears throat> no.
0: Okay, so... May she rest good. in peace. Um, it's closing down. And I don't know if it's still open, but you should try to get out there while it's still there. It's my favorite restaurant in all of property. Um again, it's called Bongos. It's Cuban rest- it's a Cuban restaurant. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Um I just had to get on my soapbox for a second while we were talking about food.
1: <laughs> for for all you regular listeners, I know Jeremy talks about that a lot and he put on our um he put on our outline just now that he had something to talk about. I had no idea that's what it was <laughs> going to be.
0: Yeah, we, Phil and I, Phil and I have a, we always have an outline up and we have like a chat going during it. And I put, I had something to, to get a, to talk about before we got off. And I, I could tell he was just waiting.
1: Yeah, I was, I was looking forward to what you were going to bring up. But and it was bongos. And you've talked about it's it. It's like good though. You've got to try it. You, you seriously have to try it. It's so good. Didn't it close? I think it's closing. Let me let me do a little research. If you wanna ask the next question? I'll look it up. Well, I mean next thing is we're moving on, but is there anything else you'd like to share about Tiffin's Emily that we didn't cover?
2: Um Oh, see there's the um <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Tiffin's is for anyone who wants to go to Tiffins and, and is using the dining plan, it is a two credit restaurant. So just keep that in mind. Also for any cast members currently, they are still doing the 40% off at lunch and the normal cast member mm-hmm. discount at dinner. And during Christmas or the holiday season, when we get those little coupons, they do accept those coupons for lunch and dinner. It just doesn't apply to any of the um like the lunch menu that we have a chef's lunch special, which is a two course meal that has like a chicken sods on anyway so that is like a discounted package price there so you can't use any of your discounts on that but yeah
1: you, you know quite a bit for not working there anymore
2: I well I, I'm kind of ashamed that I can't remember the gallery names I'm actually sitting here like racking my brain trying to remember them <laughs> and if I stepped back in I'd, I'd be able to like slide immediately back into that role but right now, I'm just drawing a blank on both of them. I just like, can't think of them. And it makes me so upset because I spent so long there.
0: Um, I do want to let everyone know uh, some unfortunate news. Uh, it does seem like Bongo's is closed. Um, I just wanted to take a quick moment of silence for this.
1: Moment of silence over.
0: Thank you, everyone, for <laughs> uh, your condolences. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, so you want to you start us off, Phil?
1: Yeah. So moving on to attractions your your attractions host role. um it's so it's the little mermaid ride for anybody who doesn't know uh you you kind of want to just take us through a, a day a, in a life a, or a day in the life slash uh run through of the ride kind of thing for people yes. who don't know
2: yeah so the little mermaid or under the sea journey with the little mermaid is one of the newer rides in fanny's land east Which, if you can't picture Fantasyland East in your head, just picture Mind Train, and then anything kind of behind Mind Train is going to be Fantasyland East. And it was, I can't tell you how old it is. It's like I said, one of the newer rides, but it's a slow moving dark ride that goes through the Little Mermaid story. So you sit in a little clamshell and it takes you through all the scenes and it's a really cute, easy ride. It's, there's no height requirements. So we get a lot of small babies coming through. It's very family friendly and something I recommend for anyone who's just trying to get out of the hot sun for six and a half minutes.
1: I agree. Yeah, that is a good way to put it. When I was actually, when I was a cast member, um, I do remember at one point being there and the wait was like over an hour for that ride. Oh my ride. gosh. And I, I had never seen it that long, so I was very shocked. Yeah, but...
2: that's, that's pretty rare, our wait time, because we're such like a simple ride and a lot of people mm-hmm. are going like all over. I feel like our wait time never really goes over a 20 minute wait, Right. but we also have been fairly slow this season. I feel like this has been kind of a slower season because of Galaxy Edge opening oh, and yeah. everyone's like running to studios, and so I don't know if this is a true representation of how the Little Mermaid usually is, sure. I feel like the longest wait we've had is probably a 45-minute wait. And that's usually because something else in the park has gone down.
1: Mm -hmm. So is uh, is Magic Kingdom noticeably slow now that Galaxy's Edge has been open?
2: Yes and no at the same time. Because I came in at that weird time where Galaxy Edge was opening, I don't know what it was like pre-Galaxy's Edge. So we have our super busy days and then we have like our extremely, like when hurricane Dorian was supposed to hit, it was dead. Like there's Mm -hmm. absolutely no one in the parks. We were like a 10 minute wait all day, but pre that we were kind of at a steady 20 minute, 25 minute wait. So yes and no, based on what I know, I want to say it is a little slower, but it could also be the norm, and I just don't know what that norm is for them.
1: Right? Yeah, I I saw a bunch of my friends that uh, are down there working still um, post about how slow it was in the parks and things like that right before the hurricane. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, they they said if you if you're uh, yeah. interested in seeing the parks empty, now <laughs> now's the time to go.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: So. um uh Phil
0: and I were saying that the the ride um has one of the most under wait. What were what? we saying about this? Uh the queue for the ride is actually really long and uh
1: oh, it's pretty yeah. underrated. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I so that that's the one of the cues I actually enjoy because I think it's very detailed and it's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to look at. And it has the the Nautilus, is that how you say it? It's it yeah, like a knot. No-
2: yeah, say it one more time. I, the Nautilus, right?
0: Yeah. Okay, I said it right. Good.
2: Nautilus. I'm not going uh, yeah. to ask because I honestly have no idea. When they were like, "Oh, do you know like what is it? Five thousand tales, five thousand leagues under the sea."
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: It re- like it replaced that ride, so mm-hmm. a lot of the queue does have nods to that ride, and then also in the queue we have the hidden Nautilus. I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before you turn the corner to go into the cave, if you look out into the little water area, if you look out and then down to the left, I think, you can see the little carving of it.
1: Oh, that's okay. so cool. Mm-hmm. So this past time I was at Disney, my sister and I were standing in line, and you know the crabs like that you can like point at stuff and they'll go pick it up? Yeah. So we were trying to figure out if the crabs were actually re- reacting to us pointing or if it was just timed and they would eventually go get the correct stuff anyways? Is it... No, so... Th- How it work?
2: So the crabs actually do respond to you.
1: Okay, do they? Oh, that's yeah. good to know because we could not figure it out.
2: <laughs> yeah, so they actually respond to you. And what's even crazier is that when you go into Scuttle's room, this may be scary or cool depending on who you are, but Scuttle will actually recognize that kind of group of people and will refer back to something that the crabs had found
1: oh wow okay that
0: that is cool that's really cool is that magic fans or is that just
2: i wish i honestly don't know they were just saying like when i was training (laughs) they would they told me that you interact with the crabs and then scuttle interacts with you based on what you interacted with the crabs
0: okay yeah that's that's pretty cool um so uh, I guess kind of uh, going along with that, because I, I, I'm sure that's some sort of position. What are all the positions on the ride?
2: You have, you have the greeter, have fast pass, you have the merger, and then you have the four people on the belt. We also have Ariel's Grotto, where you can meet and greet with, with Ariel. And then we have three positions over there, greeter, fast pass, and merge. And then the character attendant handles the people coming in to meet with Ariel. Not all positions are up at all the time. Not all positions are up at all times, but those are all of the, those are most of the positions that we have available. Okay. Are
1: up okay. at one point. That makes sense. Do uh, people ever just hop off the ride in the middle of the ride?
2: It hasn't happened while I've been here, but I feel like it has happened at some point if someone does jump out of the ride, it will set off an alarm and we just stop the ride and kind of see what's going on. Most of the time that person might, they'll probably climb back into their clamshell. And by the time that we make it to them, they're seated back in their clamshell. And so we really don't have an idea what happened there. But okay. it hasn't happened while I've been here, but I'm sure it's happened in the dirt, like in its time in its lifespan.
0: Yeah. So um, are there a lot of crazy things that have happened with guests on the ride or not so much it has been pretty tame.
2: It's been pretty tame since I've been here. The biggest thing is that guests will eat on the ride. And so we'll tell them when they go on their claim shell, like, make sure your food's up. If you have any open containers, they need to be thrown away. But we obviously can't stop the guests if they, like, are in the middle of the ride and eating popcorn. It's just when they come <laughs> back and their entire shell is full of popcorn, you know that they were eating the popcorn on the ride. And you just kind of look at them. And they look at you and you go, bye, have a <laughs> wonderful day.
1: That makes um, sense. So we, we asked the same question to Lizzie from the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're working the um, shifts, that, the roles that require you to be on the conveyor belt, do you get a lot of steps in?
2: We do. So technically, because of the safety critical role, you are not allowed to wear any smartwatches.
1: Oh. Mainly
2: because it's seen as like, a, mainly because I'm sure at one point that was allowed, but then it became a safety issue because people either take advantage of it and try to like check their messages or
1: do stuff right, that they're not yeah.
2: supposed to be doing on the belt. So they just said no smartwatches. Any any watches that have the capability to send or receive text messages are not allowed. However, you can kind of, you can like put it in your pocket or you can get a Fitbit.
1: And mm-hmm. so the
2: days that I've just stuck my watch in my pocket, I've gotten like 10,000 steps if it's one of the longer days, but a, a lot of guests will come off their clamshell and be like, you must get a lot of steps and you go yep yeah, pretty much yeah
1: that's that's so funny some easy exercise getting paid getting paid it's to like do walking
2: it on an, an endless treadmill or some people refer it to it as a hamster wheel or <laughs> some people refer it to the stairway to heaven whatever you want to call it it's just constant walking
0: <laughs> so uh are a lot of people using the fast passes for that ride or not so
1: much
2: not so much. Our fast, pass line stay, our fast pass line stays pretty low because our wait times are low.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So they, Not, they look at it and they're no. like,
2: there's no need for a fast pass for a 10-minute wait.
1: Right, right. So since we've never really uh, talked about this before, you want to describe to us a little bit about the fast passes and the, in the way they work, like in terms of ratios and how many fast passes you'll let through... Compared to like how many standby he'll let through?
2: Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure how much I can talk about ratios. I don't know if that's like top secret company uh, okay. information. Not a hundred percent sure, but basically it's a fair amount. For for larger rides, it may seem like they're letting more fast pass in than standby, which I mean obviously they are, but there's mm-hmm. there's a way. I guess some some engineers, some imagine you're out there figured out the best ratio to be the most efficient and clearing both of those lines and so our the ratios are almost the same across the park it kind of varies from attraction to attraction on how busy you are but i feel like our ratios are pretty fair in how many people we let through standby and how many people we let through fast pass at a time uh, okay so
1: can, by by sorry by fair do you mean like an equal amount
2: Not as many people
1: like, just, just I guess, keeping it at the same pace, maybe. Yeah,
2: good I would way say, to put it. yeah, so fast pass generally is going to be half whatever your wait time is. Oh, okay. so if you have that, like, makes sense. That's, yeah, that's like the general idea of fast pass is that there's still obviously going to be a wait for you, but yeah. we're going to try to cut that wait time down for you. So I feel like the ratios keep the standby line accurate and keep the fast pass line moving
0: i think what a lot of guests think is that fast pass equals no wait mm-hmm.
2: yes it happens all the time and so they'll come down our key line and just walk straight on, like straight into the so it merges so they'll walk <laughs> straight into the merge and it's like no no no, you have to wait like go back go back behind the white line calm down you're okay you're gonna get on the ride um but yeah we have to explain it to a lot of not sometimes if there's a wait we have to explain to them that they're oh it happens a lot of the time when we're at um Grotto Greeter. So when you're at the front of Ariel's meet and greet, you'll have some guests come through and like look at the line and be like, "Oh, there's a wait." And it's like, "Yeah, just
0: <laughs> yeah." There's you a a,
2: yeah, it's like you have a fast pass. It's gonna be a shorter wait, but there's still gonna be a wait to meet Ariel.
0: Right, right. Um, so were there any times you were able to make magical moment for guests?
2: Yeah. So when you're in an attraction, it's it's easier to make a magical moment than say, as like a cedar, because a fast like giving someone a fast pass is kind of a magical moment within itself because it really changes a person's day around so there's been several times when I've been over and it happens more at the character meet and greet than it does the ride for me because I feel like again the wait times are so short that most of the time people are okay with waiting um sometimes I'll get like little princesses that come through that are like decked out in aerial stuff and I'll I'll be like do you want to go to like the fast pass I'm like yeah sure but it's a lot of fun when you're over at the meet and greet area, because I once had, there was this guy that came up to me and he was celebrating his anniversary and he wanted to give his wife a present, but he wanted Ariel to give his wife the present instead. And yeah. we later found out that Ariel can't really give her the gift, but she can help facilitate it. So she can be like, oh, I hear he has a gift for you. And like the character attendant kind of helped with that. But I was the, like, I was the one that's like, okay, well, you guys go through this way. I'll let the character attendant know and kind of walk them through the process of. Setting that up. And then they came back around, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It worked out so well. He apparently got her this really cute little R2D2 ring it was inspired. And I was just like, that's so amazing. So you get a lot of those like little moments of people wanting to meet Ariel and then not wanting to wait in this art looking at the standby line and like their kid looks so disappointed because they don't, you know, it's like a 40-minute wait. And the kid's like, oh man. And so just getting like, like hey, like, do you guys want to go this way? I see it's your birthday. I see your Ariel's really. Ariel's your favorite character. I'm gonna let you guys go through the fast path lane.
1: Right. Yeah. That is that is actually pretty cool. And I'm and I'm sure they're excited to not have to wait as long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So moving on to a uh, newer um, segment, I guess it's not it's not as new anymore, but it's our Instagram investigation. <laughs> so we we take a look at we just go deep into your Instagram and kind of ask you questions about pictures on there. So if you guys want to see what we're looking at, go follow Emily at DCP underscore M and give her a follow. Then go ahead and see the questions that we're talking about. So one of the first questions we have is, um, I saw a picture that you had a bun in your hair and I was like, I was like, that's a pretty good bun. You want to share your secret on how you, <laughs> how you did that?
2: Um, it was day two of not washing my hair, and I literally just put it in a ponytail, like wrapped my ponytail around twice, took my hand, kind of like wrapped my hair around my hand, stuck it on my head, and then finished up the ponytail. Not a, like, it's hard to explain in over the, like, without a visual, but basically just take your hair, put it in a ponytail, go <laughs> once around with a ponytail holder, and then just flip your hair and then put it again. All right,
1: Jeremy, kind of you hear
2: that?
0: Up. Yeah, I'm <laughs> taking notes. I'm taking notes for myself right now. So I appreciate this.
2: You're so welcome.
0: Um, so how are you liking Not So Scary? Are you having fun?
2: I am. So I got the party pass, which I haven't decided if that's been the best idea in my life or one of the more irresponsible money spending options I've done in my life. But I figured if I go to a party at least five times, I will have made up, a party pass like I would have gotten my money's worth out of it so the first time I went I got all the free candy I could and then the last time I went I kind of did more character meet and greets and kind of avoided the candy because once you have like your first haul of candy I feel like you don't need more because that's just a lot of candy that's going to sit around in your yeah, house uh, for the next like year or so so exactly. I've, I've been trying to find like different parts of the party to enjoy so I went yesterday and tried the Hades nachos. They were okay. They weren't, like, the best thing ever, but they were, like, relatively good, something I definitely recommend trying. And I went and met Moana again and saw Ariel and Prince Eric and Mickey and kind of just interacted with them. I will say that the new fireworks, they're good, but I feel the stage show is, like, worlds better. And so... (laughs) See the fireworks once, but see the stage show like 50 times. Like, it's absolutely beautiful <laughs> the way the stage show is set up.
1: That's a good hint for all the people that are going to see Not So Scary.
0: Um, so we noticed you have a decent amount of Tom Sawyer pictures. Uh, are you just enjoying the island, or do you do you just uh, go there for the cool pictures?
2: Um, I've only been – I feel like I've posted a lot of photos there, but I've only been once, so that's kind of funny. But I, I've only <laughs> been there once, <laughs> And And I feel like it was the. So I've been to Disney World, like obviously I've been to Disney World before, but I don't remember Tom Sawyer's Island. And so when I went this time around, I was like, "This is so weird, but so cool." And my friend took me across the barrels, and I thought I was probably going to die or fall into the water, (laughs) but it was a lot of fun. I want to go back because I hear there's a cave or like a very small, like little hideaway place that you kind of walk through.
1: Yes, there there is a cave and. it's actually really cool because um, it's not very, very obvious that it's there, so yeah, you can walk through it, and there's actually some pretty neat see- things to see inside of it, and yeah, Tom Sawyer's Island is just, it's a lot bigger than it seems.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, definitely yeah. definitely go check out the, like, cave. I'm trying to decide so, if I oh, no, feel go claustrophobic. Go I was
2: going to say, oh, like, I feel yeah. like
1: I'm going to feel claustrophobic in it, it's, but... It's actually, I'm like, I'm like 6'1, six 6'2ish six uh and I could easily walk through like standing up the whole time. So
2: Okay, perfect.
1: It's it's not too small. Um and so we noticed that you saw or you said that Studios is your favorite
0: uh park. Mm-hmm. What do you like best
2: about it? The atmosphere. So good answer. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to explain my favorite parks because Studios is my favorite cuz I feel like I have the most memories there and the most emotional connection to Studios. I love Fantasmic, I love Sorcerer Mickey I just love that like, Studios is just like what I attach Disney to but my favorite park to kind of just go to is Animal Kingdom
0: that's okay, but that's how yeah. I am that's, that's literally what I would do on my day off I'd go, I know how to get a fast excuse me, a fast pass for Flight of Passage so if I was mm-hmm. at work on a break, I'd get a fast pass and then go there after work I'm, I'm a big so Flight nice. of Passage guy
2: I went on it for the first time. Like like, I've been here for how long now? January to now, like eight, six months, seven months. I don't even know what month it is, nine months. And I didn't go on Flight of Passage until like right before my program ended actually. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. I had been there this entire time. (laughs) Like just kind of put it off for a really long time because the lines were always long. And like I knew like there were some fast pass tricks. And my roommate even worked at Flight of Passage. But for some reason, I just never went on it. And then one night... It was super dead in the park. I don't remember. I think it was, had rained that night. And so people kind of all left. And so me and my other roommate, the one who doesn't work at Flight of Passage, were like, let's go on Flight of Passage. And it was basically a walk-on. And I remember walking out of that ride just, like, amazed and in, like, awe, like in awe of just, the, like, the entire ride. I was like, this is insane. I'm really sad that I didn't, like, get to see the whole queue. Or we walked, like, pretty fast through it. But I just remember coming off, and I couldn't stop smiling the entire time I was on the ride. I was like, this is just beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. I ended up riding it about, like, 25 to 30 times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a freak for that ride. So, that'll kind of wrap things up with our like Instagram the main, yeah. investigation. Um, make sure to go give her a follow, DCP underscore M, once again. We'll throw it in the bio, like always. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, moving on to our next one is just our general Disney questions. Some Disney favorites. So, just getting us rolling. In no order, what are your top three Disney movies?
2: Hercules, Mulan, and Moana.
1: Hercules, Mulan, and Moana.
2: Oh, wait. These are, are good. Yeah. Somewhere on that list.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, oh throwback. Yep. That's a good one. Um, okay. Favorite Disney character.
2: Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say Milan because I connect with her the most. Good answer. Yeah, yeah. My most recent favorite has got to be Moana. There's a theme here going on, but Mulan's my <laughs> favorite. She really hits home. And then Moana is like my second favorite.
1: So how excited are you for the live-action Milan movie?
2: I'm actually really excited. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of opinions. I could go into them. We could be here all night. <laughs> I will say that when the news first broke and the whole controversy behind that kind of happened, I was a little scared. I want I, I wanted to do my girl justice. I want it to be like this beautiful movie. And so when that all happened, I was a little concerned. And then as more news started coming out about it and how they were casting within China and like the, they had like, not not guidelines but like requirements for the actors and they wanted to have like native speaking Chinese people or I don't even I don't know Mandarin I'm Chinese but I'm adopted so like I have no idea about the different languages within the Chinese language because there's so many so I don't know which native language they went with for the movie but I know that the act the actress they picked obviously speaks it natively um but I was so excited for it and then when it they said there wasn't going to be any like songs and like Mushu wasn't going to be in and like all this other stuff. I was like, okay, okay. We're sticking more to the ballad version. That's cool. I can't wait to see this, this adaptation of it because Milan has been done several times. Um, Disney just happens to be the most popular one because it's Disney. But the right. ones that have been done internationally, so the ones that were made for, are made by China, I think, are the ones that were made like over there. Mm-hmm. They stuck truer to the ballad so I was interested to see how Disney was going to do that because I don't know if, how deep of Milan node, you know, but um, when Milan was released, apparently it did not go over, go over very well in China. It, like Just the portrayal of it didn't go over very well is yeah. what I've heard and like what I've read. So I'm interested to see how this one goes over because it's supposed to be sticking more true to the ballad. But I also hear there's a witch in there. So I'm a little confused and they've just kind of changed the entire cast and crew of it. So I'm a little skeptical, but I saw the trailer and the trailer looked beautiful. So I'm really excited to see what, what they've chosen to do with the story. And is it sticking truer to the ballad, or did they just completely take it in this whole new direction? That is a little weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is uh there's a, there's a lot to like take into account for that and analyze. So, I mean, you kind of answered it already, but I'm sure is your favorite Disney princess uh, moving on. It is. Yeah. That makes sense since she's your favorite <laughs> Disney character. And so I guess we can just
0: go to the next one then. Um, uh, if, In no order, if you have two favorite Disney songs, or one thing we've been doing now is two albums that you like of Disney uh, to make it a little easier.
2: Ooh, That's a good one. So Hercules, hands down, I think has the best album out of almost any of like that class not classic like golden air I think is what it is that he that he came out in. Hercules has one of the best sound- soundtracks like hands down. I think it's
0: it goes pretty hard.
2: Mm-hmm. It does. It does. And my roommates and I like always talk like we talk about like the best albums and they'll always say that Tarzan and Phil Collins is like the best mashup and like Tarzan's one of the one of the best soundtracks. But I personally think Hercules tops that. Um and then Second would have to be my favorite song is a song that plays at the end of Meet the Robinsons, and I can't think of the title of it right now.
1: Jeremy, I'll look it up for you. Um, I'm I'm I feel like I know what you're talking about though. Um,
2: it's the one little that Wonders? plays. As, yeah. Yes, and they play it as Walt Disney's little quote pops up, and it's just I can't watch that movie without tearing up at that part. I'm like. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> i'm gonna queue it up on my spotify so a second let's do it on the way
1: yeah <laughs> so my favorite question is what uh ride do you feel has the best queue and it can, it's just kind of your opinion of best like easiest to wait through or best themed mm. whatever you want
2: i feel like i haven't been on a ride in so long that i really can't think of the queues but i know everest queue is really fun just to walk through and look at all the details Mm -hmm. and then i'll brag on my own ride for a little bit so little mermaid (laughs) does have its little hidden treasures and then within the queue there's also a hidden mickey but the hidden mickey is only visible at it's like visible on mickey's birthday for like one hour and it's because if you look up in the cave the last turn that you make before going to Skull's room if you look up You'll see a little. You'll see half of a Mickey head, and what will happen is on Mickey's birthday, the sun will hit, and like when the sun hits in the right spot, it'll shine through that rock, and then there will be a little Mickey head on the ground.
1: Wow, that's pretty. That's that's heavy.
2: It's the most elaborate and elusive like hidden Mickey that I've heard of so far. And when they were telling me about it, I was like, "That is insane." And so I can only imagine during that time, if, they, if people know what they're looking for, our queue just gets backed up because people are just wanting to look at that hidden Mickey. Yeah, sure yeah. But yeah, it only crazy. happens one time a year for like a solid hour and then it disappears.
1: Hmm. Well, that's, that's really, that's very interesting. So, what do you feel your favorite ride is?
2: Slinky Dog Dash. Or Space Mountain.
1: Any particular reason?
2: Slinky Dog Dash is just the smoothest ride in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. when I first wrote it, it was at night, and it just brought me like this unexplainable joy as I was riding through Toy Story Land. (laughs) And I still feel that like unexplainable joy every time I go on it. I don't know what it is. I don't know what emotion, like what emotion, it's invoking in me. But every time I go on it, I can't, I can't not leave the ride like smiling.
0: I will say it's a lot more fun at night.
2: It is the best at night. At night. Yeah, with the
0: with the Christmas lights and it, or the the holiday lights rather.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, it, it it is really cool at night and seeing galaxies edge in the distance. Hmm. Um, but I suppose that'll kind of wrap up today's episode. Um. Uh. Yeah. We.
1: This is a lot of fun. This is a good episode. Yeah, I um, enjoyed this again. Nice. Phil, do you want to shout out her Instagram? Uh, go follow it guys it's dcp underscore m got a lot of cool disney photos on there yeah it's you got a good aesthetic on your instagram
0: so
2: Great.
1: um uh and then phil do you want to shout out our instagram yep ours is cast conversations and our facebook is cast conversation as well what's our twitter phil twitter is cast convo because twitter did not like is us to have a long name <laughs> <unfortunate>. <laughs>
0: um but hey thanks for hanging out with us for this uh about an hour So we will see you next week, and we hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye, guys.